I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, and you're listening to the Poo Podcast, where we discuss poo of various animals from around the world. Today, we're discussing the dumps of the elephant. Now, to join us is a brilliant, brilliant ivory dealer, 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 Chris Barnes. Chris Barnes, how are you? Hello. Hello, and uh, how long have you been dealing ivory? For about four weeks. I'm new to the game. Actually, four weeks. Four weeks. Well, can I just tell you this? This isn't the Poo Podcast. This is a hut. A husk, not a husk. Uh, this is a poo podcast. This is a complete and utter rumble. You're going down, mate. You're listening to small screen noise. 90s. 90s Chris well, has been out on the town. I always have coffee when I come in, but I think that's probably a silly thing to do. Yeah, not if you want to go to sleep. No, it's meant, to sober, you up. meant to sober you up. Is it? Apparently, mm. milk thistle is what you should drink. At, well, not drink, like take the tablets before you go out because it, it like grabs hold of all the alcohol in your system. Good, I will do that next Saturday. So you I've don't got, have a hangover? I've got a second stag do to go to. You are Mr. Stag do at the moment, aren't you? I am. I'm Mr. Stag. You are Mr. Stag. That's your name. I went to one last Saturday, and at the beginning, we were walking past the Slug and Lettuce. I was walking on my own. I hadn't met the group yet. And I saw them stood together, and they were about to take a selfie. So I ran around the back and got myself into the selfie. And then 
they parted and saw me and went, oh, hang a minute, Chris, we'll put you in. And I went, I'm in the picture, mate. And they're like, oh, you, how did you do that? And I was like, well, just saw you coming and I just happened to walk behind you. I think that's the thing sometimes, though, isn't it? When it's, was it a good stag? It was a good stag. I went to a stag so bad a few weeks ago that me and my mate Bradley and his random mate that he invited to make it more fun pretended to start a conga and ran away. Have I told this story on the podcast? Yeah, I've told this, yes. Yeah, and I think about that all the time. And we're having another stag tonight to, uh, in honour of the last one, just me and him. You can come too if you're around. No, no, no more boys. No more boys. <laughs> You were really happy, man. You were really happy. Like, me and Chris did a gig last night and uh, Chris took full advantage of the free alcohol situation <laughs> to the point where he brought me on stage. said, yeah, I'll bring you on to the theme of the A-team. And he went, everyone, hey, Jay, hey, Jay. Hey, MJ. Hey, MJ. Hey, MJ, which was great. But it kind of <laughs> descended into the audience just going, da-da-da-da, Well, they didn't join in with it, understand the rules of the, what you do is, that is the theme, but then you've added words to it that sound a bit like your initials. Yeah, I, I loved it. It was great. What a great gig. If you ever get a chance to go to Feel Good Comedy, do go, because I was there as an act, and I loved it, and it was, everyone was brilliant. And he's not being paid to say that. I'm not being paid to say that at all. And I'm there again. Next, we're there again, aren't we? Way, but it's sold out, so no one can come. It's sold out, so you can't come, so we won't <laughs> tell you anything more about it. I want to talk about axe throwing. Have you ever done you, axe throwing? You talk throwing? about axe throwing. I, I, I'm a dyspraxic man, no. Oh. For the good of the public, I've never been axe throwing. I did it, and our team just kept banging it on the wall. It's meant to go in, and it kept just banging yeah. on the wall. And then the staff members swapped over, and then another lady came along that was more helpful and went, just, just walk forward and go like that and throw it. And we're like, oh, oh, and I got it immediately and got a balls on it. Really? Uh, Yes, but bloody the bionic man, Simon Baker, he was banging him in from the beginning. And he was just pen- pretending he didn't know what he was up to. And he's like, I don't know why I've done it. Whee! Can I just say, shout out to Simon Baker. If anyone was going to throw it in and hit it on a bullseye, it was Simon Baker. The man <laughs> has more energy than anyone like under the age of 20. Uh, uh, like He just is a ball of energy. Shout out to him. Yeah, near the end, all of all of us are like, we want to go home. I've had enough. And he's like, where is he getting it from? I, I don't know. Some. But but there comes a point now where I think last night, when we ended up like, I left you at the karaoke for yes, yes. 15 minutes after Dave's lovely Jagerbomb, which doesn't feel the same after three beers. Go, Jagerbomb. Oh, I'm just going to sit on a train now. Uh, wired. But it was just, I want to go home. I want to get nice and comfy. But you did, did you? You did go home and get nice and comfy. So, well, the second year we played Crazier Golf, which is golf, but it goes up and down and in yeah. and out and stuff. And Baker was Hold good on. as that. Crazier Golf? Yeah, Crazier Golf. It wasn't crazier. Um, uh, in the level of, like, one to ten, how much was it just, like, normal crazy golf? It's, it's normal, but harder. That's basically what it is. I mean, crazy ergol. You need to have like insane golf when someone yeah. just shits on your shoes whilst taking a shot. I think that's the next level. It's probably just a bigger windmill, isn't it? Really. Me, me, Dave, and Simon, we didn't put our scores down. We thought sub this, so we were just going round. And we have no <laughs> idea what we got. 
Simon oh, said, love it. Simon said, we're not doing that. And then we went to have a buffet, and then we went to the Stargazer, Weatherspoons, and we all sat around and were like, oh, my God, let me go. Home. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you followed what Simon said. Uh, yeah. th- that's when you know when it's come to its natural end. Weatherspoons is never good for any stag. Like, I think there should be a global ban on people using the Weatherspoons as a starting point or a finishing point or a middle point to any <laughs> stag party. No, no Weatherspoons. It's oh. never the point. It, it's almost like a rest stop, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but I I, uh, I don't want to use rubber spoons anymore, but sometimes it's all there is. And blooming Mickey Flanagan had decided he was going to play the O2 that night. So there was loads oh. of people queuing up, leaving at the same time that we were. I thought we'd not even seen him. <laughs> Funny you should say that. I had a message from Dave Dowerhey about that and said there were three fights that broke out and someone threw a drink at the support act. Oh, someone say they didn't like to support Jack. Yeah, but don't throw a drink at them. It's like, there's many acts I don't like. <laughs> I thought about it. Yes, but you don't do it. There's many <laughs> things I thought about doing. Did he not know the name of the support act? That, that'd be fun. It was... I don't know. I'll message him in a bit, and then we can give him a shout-out. But... Please, be, please be Mark Simmons. Please be Mark Simmons. Please be Mark Simmons. Right, you need to let this lie. And, and one, I don't know why... That would be the wrong support act, full stop, for Mickey Flanagan's crap. Who's opening Mark Simmons? It would, it would be wrong. It would It would be a very bad lesson, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would, why would that be? Why do you want that to happen? That is a horrible... No, I'm, not, I'm not having that. Why would you want anybody know to die, let alone die, which is bad enough, but at the O2? No, no, no. no. I was trying to get a link in. With, with the programme we've watched. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't see what you were doing. Wait, that... <laughs> I was just honestly going, why would you want that? It's like, you generally have yeah. a good friend with Mark Simmons. I've seen you both. No, I didn't mean oh, yeah. for, for a bottle at him. I'm just saying that they were just having a go. It was a very good lesson, almost like a driving lesson. Driving school. Hey! Seamless. <laughs> And I was hopeless. And when I pass, if I pass, I'm going to drive out of Preston and see my girlfriend. When I pass, if I drive Brian, I think he'd be a terrible passenger. <laughs> this, this is everything I wanted. And I mean... Big shout out to uh, the makers of Happy Campers. I mean, th- this week as well, where Happy Campers did Lou of the Year awards, I thought was a personal highlight, but it will never kind of hit the dirge and the grittiness of driving school at all. Nothing ever made will be as good as this. And I don't think it was done as a comedy. Are you sure? Because there were bits I don't know. Of, like, they, they, they had gold in the can when they recorded this, because... They must have known what they what was happening. I I think driving in the nineties as well is funnier because the the rules are so very different. Uh, Maureen was I forgot about Maureen from driving school. I forgot about how much she was a cultural icon. They did a This Is Your Life of Maureen <laughs> from driving school, did they? And this is your that's how much she was in the ra- on the radar 
of people like one of those icons from that era. She, I think she released a single. No, 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 she didn't. Guess what it was? What was it? I'm going driving, I'm in, my driving in my car. Yeah, oh, I, I'm no, pretty sure. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm going to play it now. <laughs> if you can find it, I may have made that up. If I've made it up, put a biscuit situation somewhere. You silly sock, I could have been off then. I've been driving in my car It's not quite a Jaguar I bought it in Primrose Hill From a bloke from Brazil It was made in 59 In a factory by the time It says Lada on the door The GPO owned it I drive in it for my job The governor called me a swap But I don't really care It needs some gas and the open air Shut up, I am listening I have got my eyes on the road It's a bit old, but it's mine I mend it in my spare time Just last week I changed the oil The rocker valves and the coil Just last week I changed the oil Round the clock, I also had a little knock. I bent in somebody's fender. He learned not to park on a bender. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, man. Uh, well, where do we start on this journey? The titles as well. The titles to this, where they show every single like driving school student look like an intern had done them within half an hour. Some video editing somewhere. It looks so bad. It it doesn't even look. This was the BBC. The BBC. Like 
they had editing equipment back then. This looks like it was done at South Kent College. Uh, Ricky's always said that this was the precursors to The Office. So I assumed that it came around about 2000, so we, we had to do it. But yeah. no, it was the 90s that it turned up. It, it was. And you can see those off where things... I stand by people who aren't in the industry are sometimes the most funniest people because they don't know. They're not trying to be funny. They're not trying to, they're just living their life and everyone is different. And this is a perfect example of that as well. The idea that your husband is a bus driver and he is terrified of taking his wife out for a driving lesson. Who nearly killed them? It did. He hoots, the people, person behind hoots. And she goes, oh, was just over then. And he was like, no, I've just saved our lives. Because there was a bit of me what thinking. What are you doing, woman? There's a bit of me thinking that he should have let it let the car go, <laughs> just to prove a point. I uh, I don't know if he was a bus driver, because he worked at the bus station at night. Yeah, he just moves them about. when It just moves them about. I mean, well, he is still driving buses. I take it back. He was a bus driver. And there's a great scene of Maureen cleaning toilets. I've got you've got to you've got to get them nice and clean at the local police station. Which I don't know why that made me laugh so much. And then the voiceover guy, she's got to clean a lot of toilets to afford those lessons. At the local police station, Maureen earns four pounds an hour as a cleaner. One driving lesson leaves her little change from five hours work. As you can see, basically, this is my main job. Toilet cleaning, corridors, odd jobs, the bowling alley, etc., etc. That's why, if I have the chance to pass my test, which I desperately want to do, I want to go into business on my own. I want to change. I want to be a freelance cleaner, but not industrial like this, private houses. Who is, who's the voiceover man? He used to be on Top Gear. Oh. Yes. It's one oh. of the original Top Gearers. Damn Quentin, oh. Quentin someone? Tarantino. Quentin, Quentin. Quentin Crisp. Top, top Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome back. So that was Maureen and her husband. So, listener, if you haven't got the gist of this, basically, it's four drivers and uh, they follow their journey trying to pass their test. The next one was a woman, and I didn't get her name, but the bloke driving the car had a massive dog in the passenger seat and wouldn't let her drive because he thought it was safer that he just gave her directions and she sat in the back. In the back, not next to him. The dog has to go in the front. She has to go in the back. And it it was a big old dog, weren't it? Yeah, it wasn't like a Jack Russell. It was a Dulux dog. What what do you think about dogs sitting in the front seat? I think they should be in the back. I think humans uh, should um more priority and be in the front than the dog. I think so. I think that's it. And that's nothing against dogs. We love dogs on this show. But But I just... I don't understand. Like, it's really unsafe for the dog. And if you've got a big dog, like a massive unit of a dog, and it was just like, and that guy giving the lesson wasn't the best driver. I love they stop and they still have a conversation, and she's in the back and he's in the front. <laughs> Turning left. Right. You turned left. Huh? You turned left. I said I was going to turn left. Well, I take her out, right? I'm. On the road, like, show her what, what to do. Oh, he's all right, really. Um, I, I, I am learning from. Well, I point the out the road signs with, um, and that too, don't I? And the different types of roundabouts and yeah. more or less to read the road. But also, why do you need to take your dog out for every drive? Oh yeah, why was the dog there? The dog didn't, didn't have to be with them. The, the dog wasn't needed. Even when there was a cutaway of her and her nine grandkids, the dog was still there, <laughs> sat in the background. He was. And the was just the dog looking around going, oh, I don't want to be here. And that's the problem with dogs, isn't it? They just, they don't ask to be with any of them families. They just end up with them. I like when he's driving the car and he just pushes the dog's head down so he can count. <laughs> like you know what would stop you from pushing that dog's head down? Not having it in the front seat. He, 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 wouldn't, yeah, put, yeah. he, he wouldn't be pushing his wife's head down, would he? Get out of the way. Get out of the way. <laughs> pushing the dog's head down. Yeah. Is that like a status thing to show off that he's got a dog? Like, oh. I've got a dog now. The whole world needs to know that I've got this dog. Now, her dream was to drive so she could drive around her grandkids, but, all nine of them. Yeah, I thought that was dangerous, going to drive all of them around. 90s driving was very dis- different from today's driving. Like, now if you've got, like, one child in the car, they have to be in the seat and wrapped in bubble wrap. But, like, back when we were kids, uh, I'm, I'm not having to go out with my mum. I'll do that in therapy. I'm joking, mum. Uh, but... Like, in the back seat as well. I remember times there was at least five of us. <laughs> Two seat perhaps, the one in the middle, that's a bed for yourself. 
My granddad was the worst because he used to put down the armrest of his car. He had this lovely old car and used to sit beyond it so I could see what he was doing in the front seat. And I think now, going, could you imagine letting like a three-year-old do that? Right, yeah, just let him sit on the armrest. Boring was driving a Lada, which doesn't have, doesn't have power steering and it has a massive steering wheel, so it must be really really hard for her. She needed an automatic. That's what she needed. She was quite small. Yeah, she was very very small, like to be driving. And that steering wheel, she might as well have been steering a ship. Do you ever think anyone's ever done that? Like got a camper van or something and just put in a ship's wheel. <laughs> like, you know, one of those big wooden ones. Yes. I think that'd be pretty cool. Is that behind you? Is that is that for when you pick your hats? Is, is that, are they yeah. all stuck on the wall? They're all stuck on the wall, yeah. Oh, okay. I've never noticed them before. <laughs> I, I've just put it up recently. Uh, for um, the list, uh, I, I have a selection of hangers where I stick my baseball caps because I'm that guy. I'm slightly closer to the camera because I've moved my thing over there. And that makes yeah. no difference to what you can see, but it's a little bit different in it. I'm at a different angle today. I think that's why you've never noticed it. I've been up there for yeah. about a month. But I have six hats. But I had seven, but I left one at the gig last night, but it was a Primark one, so oh, we're all right. Well, you left it there. Yeah, I only realised when I sat on the train, I thought, I had a hat. Well, we are going back Wednesday. You can ask them if they've, if they've still got yeah. it. Has anyone seen that £3 black Primark hat? For £3? Oh, no, I don't want No, I still care. It's still my hat, oh. mate. Once you, oh. once you purchase a hat, it's your responsibility. I've left my Hawaiian shirt, the original blue one, at the Museum of Comedy by accident. Was that just so you hope they framed it and put it in an exhibit somewhere? I was hoping they framed it and they put underneath it Milton Jones. So... <laughs> Is that what you... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I, I really hope that happens for you. Yeah, I've also left a white shirt there as well. And I was hoping I'd get to the final. Not because I wanted to win, because I wanted my shirt back. And I thought, there's no reason to travel there apart from... It's the original one. It's the, the first ever true feel good. What happens if someone wants to put it in a museum one day? Well, it's, it. it's weird, isn't it? Because you can't really phone up the venue and ask them to send it back. Because there was an act on the circuit. Uh, I won't name names, because... I don't know if I want it to be said. Simon Baker. No, it wasn't Simon Baker. It would have been brilliant if it was. But I used to run an alternative night in Folkestone. And for some reason, they thought it was funny to dress down to their pants and put a ball gag in the mouth and shout, whip me, whip me, whip me. But they left their ball gag <laughs> and had to message the venue going, can I have my ball gag back? Yeah, short story is, didn't pay the postage on it. Uh, so <laughs> oh, memories. It's quite funny, she said. How, how how fast are you doing, Maureen? And she said, about 32. And she goes, well, it's close to the 40. <laughs> <laughs> I remember in a later episode of this, just from my childhood, where she's doing her driving test, the instructor, instructor writes left and right on her hands. And I think, yeah, I could do with that, though. Can you, every now and then, think, hmm, what way am I going? Uh, we, we haven't talked about Matey Boy yet. Who's Matey Boy? Oh, well, the oh, <laughs> the teenager who the teenager wants... who wanted past to go and drive to his girlfriend in. It doesn't matter, but he wants to drive to his girlfriend, so he goes on his roller skates to the telephone box to call his girlfriend. So, ah, oh, this is the nineties. I think no, oh, this yeah. might be the eighties. I think that I think most people had a phone by the nineties. He doesn't need the rollerblades, does he? And there were more phone boxes back then as well, so you don't need to really go to that. I'm trying to work out. If you went to use a phone box right now from where you live, would you know where the nearest one is? Yes. 
but it's I think they've turned it into one of those emergency things, so I don't think it's even a phone box anymore. It's weird, isn't it? The more nearer to London you get, the more ridiculous those phone box usages have. Like, there's this one in Greenwich that's basically a cupcake shop. Cupcake have you shop. seen it? No. Yeah, you put in the code, and, like, you can get your box of cupcakes. From a phone box? From a phone box, yeah. There's one that's a barista next to it. Mental. But his dad was playing his piano, his organ. <laughs> or was he? <laughs> No, the, the, the teenager's dad was playing the organ. Yeah. yeah, that's all I've got. Danny's in love, and like all teenagers, he's itching for independence. He's rather keen to escape his dad's organ recitals, too. But right now, the only thing on his mind is his girlfriend. Bye, Dad. Trouble is, Gillian lives 200 miles away. For a non-driving teenager, there's only one way to get close. It's a weird instrument to play the organ, isn't it? Yeah, not not a piano. An organ. I always liked it when they thought, how can we capture the sound of, like, the church? Uh, release an electronic organ. <laughs> the way you just said that, release an electronic organ, like, like it's being released. Really, you release the electronic what, like, something like Lord Zed would have done. Release the electronic organ. So Dave comes home from his shift, and he, he goes, "I want to go to, oh, I want to go to bed in a Welsh accent." Yeah. <laughs> he, he goes, oh, "Can you I've just got... do it again? Just do it again because oh, that, got... that was amazing." I've got to go to bed, so he, he goes to bed, and I thought she was going to wake up again and think, "No, I've got to, I've got to keep looking at my notes." doesn't want to look at the highway code. She wants Dave to, to ask her questions in the middle of the night. Asking them about, I've got to do it, Dave. Come on, wake up. Oh, it's not bloody good. Look, David, it's no good. We can't go on like this. Oh, no. i got to do it, please. Oh, All right, I'll tell you, but I want to... Well, how do you think I feel? It's not me the CD test. I've got four, two hours of driving before that. All right. Look, I'm absolutely shattered. I'm oh, really up in a cold all night. Look, love, I'm nearly in tears. I've got to do it. In windy conditions, you need to take extra care when passing pedal cyclists, using the brakes, taking a hill start, making a hill start, turning into a narrow road. Passing cyclists. Oh, I got that one right, didn't you? I, uh, I, I really feel sorry for Dave. Poor, poor man. Because he works nights and she gets angry very quickly. <laughs> like, there was one thing, like, she nearly, like, kills him, hands down, but she gets angry so quickly. If that was me, I'd just pay for lessons. Which would, what, 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 say again? If, that was, if I was Dave, yeah. if I was in that scenario, there'd be mm. no way I'd be in that, in that, in that like, seat next, next to her trying to do lessons. I would pay someone to go and give driving lessons. Yes. Yeah. I would work 17 extra shifts and just so I didn't have that stress in my life. Dave, Dave puts up with a lot on a daily basis. Streetcars. Sorry, streetwise. Oh, streetwise. <laughs> the driving instructor. He, he, uh, he wants to go freelance with his friend and join streetwise, but he can't because he's got a family and also he's got to give 10% of his earnings to the church. It's funny you should say that because talking to churches, I, it, it's come to light that I might have been part of a cult as a teenager, but 
I, I, I'm still looking into this at the moment. Uh, do you know what the worst thing is of this as well? Like, as a normal person, you take a while to digest that. What was the first thing, Chris, that I thought as a comedian, oh, I might have been part of the cult as a teenager. What do you think my head went to straight away? Go. You're, you're a mason. I don't know. I don't know what you're getting at. I thought I could get a show out of this. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm a mason. I'd love to be a mason. What was the name of the cult? So it's basically all stems from this thing called the nine o'clock service. That was a, a church service which turned into a church within the Church of England. And mm. I've been doing a bit of a deep dive. Just something else, isn't it? Something else from my lovely childhood that's very tainted. You joined a cult. Were you the cult leader? Was I the cult leader? Could yeah. you imagine? Going, I think I may have started a cult by accident. That's what I thought you were saying. I thought you were saying that no, you no, no, no. Oh my god! The, cult. The, the only cult I have in is my fan base. Oh, what was what was the thing she said about parking? She said, "Oh, if you if you're cooking, you need all the ingredients, but once you put them in, you." Oh, I can't, oh, I can't remember what she said. She said this. I don't know if it's still little move the car, isn't it? It's like baking a cake once you've thrown all the ingredients in. It's too late to taste it. It's made me want to watch it again. I very rarely do this podcast and think I want to finish the series in this. Yeah, <laughs> I very rarely want to do this podcast, but still, I'm here. What's that comedy night poster from? It is from the Bradstow Mill. It's just just nice, isn't it? And it's got me as this this headline underneath. Ooh. I just thought it's a nice one. I don't usually put them up. Uh, a good size one, that. And that's why it's sold out because big poster, good advertising. There's some tips for. 60% of the local clubs. The people that made this are arseholes. <laughs> because, because there's, there's Joan who passes her test, spoiler. Yeah. And then there's Maureen that obviously hasn't and is crying. So Joan's all happy in one scene and then Maureen's crying going, I'm going to, I'm going to still going to try and do it. <laughs> I thought, Imagine you being her husband if she hadn't passed so. Like, like you feel sorry for Maureen, but imagine... <laughs> Imagine being, oh God, I've got to go back out on that after after putting buses away. I don't <laughs> want to do that. Is this you your Welsh? Kill me twice. Is this your Welsh accent? I I, I really can't do up wet accents. No shit. I got banned from the radio for, for for doing accents. Not for doing accents, but doing accents. All right, Chris, you look like you're hanging out a window. Shall I find a pen? It's trying to find a pen, everyone. This is the excitement you don't see when listening to this in audio form. Uh, Wash, always back. Oh, I still haven't got one. Oh, this is he's, he's got a pen, but he needs a good one because Chris is the type of person who will surround himself with pens, but not particularly good ones. Uh, Sharpie. Yeah, I'm here. Ow. What? <laughs> no, I was talking to Pat Sharp. Sharpie. Yes. <laughs> You're back. Why did you need a pen for? Because we're getting to score time. We are getting to score time. <laughs> Paul, Paul next week is going to have a couple of twins, but he's Ooh. only going to have one of the twins, apparently. Oof. Oh. <laughs> what a lad. <laughs> what would you give driving school? I'm thinking about it. Well, we've got to give it 90s score, so it's out of 90. I'm thinking 89. I'm thinking 89. It's got everything you want. I think it's up there for Pets Win Prizes. Yeah, I'm thinking if we give it 89, I think it's beating Pets Win Prizes from the old school. 
I'm just thinking about it. Like, I could picture like everyone in the country talking about this. I'm picturing my old man in the staff room right now having a cup of tea with the lads going, boy, can you watch that driving school? <laughs> but it was. It was what started... Well, but they say, oh, it was a docu-soap. It wasn't. Yeah. It was a documentary about people learning how to drive. It wasn't anything to do with the soap. It was just a documentary. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I suppose it was just a documentary. Docu-soap sounds a bit more... Yeah. Docu-soap is... more sellable, though, doesn't it? No, docu-soap is, is towie, isn't it? Where some of it is real and some of it isn't. Well, I suppose, yeah. Which will be doing it well. Which we love Ireland. Love Ireland. Nah, you're yeah, all right. The original one. The original one. <laughs> Just an island full of love. They're doing one for old people, aren't they? Oh, is that actually happening? I think so. Davina McCall's doing it, which Davina McCall isn't that old. <laughs> I think she's 50. I think they're doing it for 50 pluses. Uh, can, I you imagine, they do. can you imagine it? Oh, if, at half past nine, everyone in the in the house is asleep. <laughs> <laughs> all good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get uh, me, um, me eight hours in. You, you Man, come I'd in, love... you, you come in, morning. You want to come? You want to come and uh, sit down and just have a little chat? Or... What you want to give it? Eighty nine? Is that a no? Sorry, it... It can't, no, it can't be eighty nine. Is that ninety? <laughs> I, I want to give. Yes, it could be eighty nine if it's out of ninety. What you want about you, mad bastard? Yeah, yes, no. Sorry, I thought it said. I thought. I have thought you forgotten said... how to count? I thought I said 98, which was... You can't give it 98, no, because it's out no. of 90. Yes, you yes, I know, that's what I was... That's what I thought I did. Yes. Oh, Salet. mate. Salet. You're, you're winging this. You are winging this. Salet. Lock. It. In. Have an open fruit, Paul. Okay. <laughs> driving school and a big round of applause to Chris. Is that minor breakdown of realising 89? Could have been 69. Anyway, he's, he's still on. Six. He's hung over. He did karaoke. He got the right Do you know how home. I knew you were drunk last night? It was what? when we were outside and we were having a chat and out of nowhere went, those new headphones are shit. <laughs> you, something you'd never say. I'm going to at the stand of my headphones. And I went, well, I've got new ones. Well, they're not new ones, because you said they were new, and they don't work properly. And I went, no, they are new ones. And you wouldn't believe that I'd bought new headphones to replace the other ones. Are you remembering this now? <laughs> well, Are I you remembering th- the conversation we had? I don't think I said it like that. <laughs> it, it came from nowhere, going, well, I've replaced them. Okay. And they were shit, I told you. We had that production meeting. Right, so bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. I didn't go, yeah, that's shit. Or words to that effect. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.